Hey everybody, it's Nicole here and it's Live Love Lux live. How's everybody doing? Yeah, I'm just starting the show off. If you don't know, my name is Nicole. This is Live Love Lux, manifesting the Life Unlimited podcast. And recently, I've decided that I find more value in going live three nights a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm a certified Law of Attraction Life Coach, and this is my podcast where I talk about all things manifestation, all things Law of Attraction, all things my mind, (laughs) all things, all things. If you have any questions, please feel free to type them in the chat. I take call-ins if you are so brave and you want to call in and talk. I'm, I'm, I take your calls. So today, you know, I'm very corny. I've said that before and I'm very theme oriented and I like alliteration. So Mondays are about money for the time being. Anyway, we're going to talk about money and how to manifest more money. But I invite you to look at this situation, circumstance, scenario little differently than manifesting money because that's not really what you want to do you know you can learn how to make money and even making money is the wrong thing you want to attract money into your life but the real key is learning how to attract abundance that's the real key and that's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about getting your mind into the right state where you are an abundance magnet. So we'll get into that a little bit later. I just want to start off talking about what a beautiful day it was today. I am in the uh, continental United States and today was a glorious, glorious fall day. (laughs) It was the right temperature, the right amount of sunlight, the right amount of wind. It was just absolutely beautiful. I got up, I looked out my window, and I was just so in awe of today. Today was a perfect day. I love this time of year. Um, Spring and fall, you know, run neck and neck as my favorite times of year. And, you know, it's one of those days where you just want to get up and run, even if you don't run. You want to just go jog outside, even if you don't jog throw on some sneakers and hit the pavement, you know, I don't jog, I don't run. <laughs> I went to, I actually ran a 5k a couple of years ago. And um, yeah, I haven't signed up for another one since because it was quite, well, my whole process was wrong. I should have done a lot more planning, but I didn't, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But I did it. Like, it was kind of like a bucket list thing. Like, oh, I want to run a 5k. I actually want to run a marathon. But my cousin, in her wisdom, talked me out of it. She said, maybe you should start off with a 5K. You know, and I'm like, okay, I can do that. I'll do that. So, but, you know, I I never back down from an adventure. Today, I actually started taking Aikido classes. It's something I used to take up a couple years ago. Oh, and t- I mean, like when I say I took up a couple years ago, I took up like 10 years ago and I was in class for like all of two or three months, but I really enjoyed it and I'm trying to get in shape, you know, aren't we all right? And I was like, why don't I do a keto again? Right. So tonight was my first class and I learned we were, we were working with weapons and I loved it. You know, so I go back on Wednesday. I can already feel the soreness in my arms, but it's all good because I feel alive and uh, I feel like I'm living my best life. And that's what it's all about. So um, even with all this craziness in the world, you got to find things. You have to find ways to bring yourself joy and happiness and, and celebrate the fact that you got up and and, and breathe air this morning. So today, getting back into the subject matter, um, 
money. So I want to start off with, I want to start off with kind of laying some groundwork and some ground rules that you might want to, I'm, I'm never pushing advice. These are all just suggestions that you may or may not take into consideration. So here's the thing. Money is personal. Okay. What you make, what you spend is your business. Um, it's funny when I was growing up, my dad used to have this saying about people counting other people's money. And, um, I kind of grew up with this idea in the sense that people are always trying to figure out what's in your bank account. And to some degree, that's true. But when you start on the path of abundance, and that's what I'm going to call it because money is just one small part of things that you can manifest. You know, it's good to know how to attract an extra hundred, an extra thousand, an extra ten thousand dollars when you need it. That's a good skill to have under your belt. But an even better skill is to build an abundant mindset. A better skill is to learn how to create a wheel, if you will, because that's how I think of abundance. I think of abundance as a wheel. And I think of it as something that is renewable. If you want to have a certain type of life, if you want to be a conscious manifester of your own reality, you have to come up with an idea of how one you're going to support it. And I don't mean, when I say come up with how this is all part of your lifestyle, this is a lifestyle. This is not a you know what, I think today I'm going to manifest. No, this is a, I am setting up a mindset. I am setting up a way of thinking, a new pattern of of seeing my world, a new belief system for myself that in turn is going to attract to me, create, I'm going to create the life that I, that I want, the type of, of life that I believe that I deserve. Now, I talked about previously, and I talked about, and check out my podcast, check out my previous episodes, Live Love Lux, Manifesting the Life Unlimited. I have over 70 episodes on pretty much any topic, well, most topics that people are interested in, love, money, freedom, um, how to, you know, changing your habits, how to change um, your mind about things. So go back. And listen to some of those episodes because they I really go into detail on the whole process of how to manifest a new reality for yourself. Hello, thank you for joining me. So um, part of that mindset, part of that process is changing how you perceive your external world. So when it comes to creating an abundant mindset, you have to uh, recognize and allow for the idea that abundance is not just money. It's not just how many dollars you have. It's also opportunity. You, you want to be able to create a renewable source of opportunities coming in. So you want to be open to that. You want to have the type of mindset where you attract opportunities. You meet great people and you attract opportunities. Um, it's not something, it's something that you have to be open to. If you're a person who's generally pessimistic, you tend to see people are out to get you. This is something that you have to change. You have to start giving people the benefit of the doubt. And that's hard if you're paranoid. That's particularly hard if you have a mindset already that you've, you know, lived most of your life where you think people are out to get you. You you completely have to change that. Um, a part of changing how you see people starts with knowing who you are. Are are you the god of your own reality? Are you creating this? Are you the one who is who is creating your own reality is or your manifestations coming coming into your reality and the answer is yes and when you really start to observe everything in your reality is something that you already thought of on some level I mean there's some things I mean obviously you didn't think of the sky stuff like that but 
the, you, the way that your life is, the way that your life has turned out thus far is based on your previous thoughts, your previous good thoughts and your previous bad thoughts. So once you start to kind of observe that and notice that, then you have to change how you think about the people in your reality. People are not to get you. People are however you perceive them to be. I mean, I've had situations and circumstances where on one day I thought a person didn't like me and then I talked to them and realized they weren't even thinking about me, right? It was my perception. I had created a whole villain, an enemy from somebody before even talking to them. And then once I got to know them, I realized they didn't even know who I was or, or realize anything about me. So changing your perceptions about people, people are blank slate. Even if they grit on you and give you a dirty look, they're still a blank slate because you never know. They might not. It's all about your perception. You're perceiving that whatever type of behavior they're showing you is negative. Perceive it positively or just do what I do, which is I just assume that um, whatever shows up in my reality, I, I still have time to mold it to the way that I want it. And I still have time to mold people to the way that I want it. So, you know, I feel like most people I get, get along with. Whenever I enter in a situation, people want to work with me. These are assumptions and beliefs that I make about my reality. Okay. And I know this is long winded to get to the money part, but this is important. This is key because if you're creating abundance, uh, we live in a collaborative reality, right? We have to work with other people. So in order, other people are part of your abundance. If you're going to have a business or a company, you need people to work in that business to, um, to collaborate with you. Um, you're going to work with banks. You're going to work with other businesses. You're going to work with family and friends. And if you can't collaborate on some level, if you don't trust people enough or if you think everyone's out to get you, that is going to affect the success of your business. Because, it, you know, think about what is a business. A business is an entity in of itself. Its purpose is to provide a product or service to other people. So you need other people to buy your product and service. I mean, I'm, I have businesses. They don't, they don't run if I don't have customers. So, you know, they don't run if I don't have, uh, people to do projects for me and to help me out and to, to promote my business for me. So creating those collaborations are important and believing that you attract good people, talented people, people that want to help you, people that want to work with you. It's important. It's important that you keep an open mindset to that. And you, you can just, if you, like I said, if you're more on the pessimistic and paranoid side, I would start with just catching yourself and giving people the benefit of the doubt. That's it. You start with that. And then you'll start to see people in your reality become more friendly, more welcoming. The, you're walking into every situation with the assumption that you're the winner that you are the person that they came to see, that you're the person that they want to work with. And that's the first, that's the ground rules. Start to see your reality as something that responds to what you want, as opposed to something that is, is working against you. Because you're creating this with your beliefs and perceptions. I mean, you can test this out very simply when you get up in the morning, you know, if you can decide, Specifically, I'm just going to be, you know, sour all day. I'm going to snap at people. I'm going to treat people like crap or whatever. And you're going to get that reflected back to you. And then you can make the same decision that you're going to be positive, that you're going to be friendly, open, accepting, accommodating, whatever. And you're going to see people reflect that back to you. So those, that's simple, right? Okay. You say, uh, what if the perception is based on a previous experience? Okay, so I look at previous experiences like this. I call it the theater of past manifestations. So particularly when you're not aware of how to manifest, like when you're, uh, before you learn about the law of attraction, before you learn about manifesting, you are basically just whatever happens, happens, the luck of the draw. Good things happen, bad things happen. 
um, but you're still contributing to that reality with your thoughts. Okay. And that's based on, you know, what your family taught you, what your culture taught you, what have you, right? That's how your thoughts are formed. But when you start to take responsibility for your thoughts, that's when you'll start to see things change. Now, you have to change your perception and kind of forgive yourself for not knowing previously how to create your own reality and how to change your own reality. You know, I'll still have situations. It's funny, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, I think I got a handle on this. And then something from my past will pop up and like slap me in the face. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And it takes me off guard because I'm not expecting it. But that, you know, there's probably some stray thought, you know, some stray emotion that came into being that I manifested somehow. This happened actually recently to me uh, where I thought I had this situation with my family underway. Right. I thought I had it under control about how I feel about I'm talking about like my extended family, my cousins and stuff like that. And something happened which kind of, which was from my past, from a past way of thinking. And it took me off guard for a moment because I thought I had dealt with it. And obviously I still had issues that I needed to work on. But anything that pops up in your 3D reality, you kind of just have to look at it like a movie, particularly if it's something negative and say, you know what, I created this and I can make it better, particularly if it's something bad. And you kind of have to look at it and understand that anything that shows up in your 3D reality, you cannot physically change it in that in that moment. You have to go back to the drawing board. You have to go back to your visualizations and your intentions to change it. So like if we're talking about we're talking about money right now. So let's say let's say you've been working on your abundance. You know, you have money coming in. You don't have any debt. You know, you're able to buy what you want to buy, invest. Your businesses are going well. And all of a sudden, something pops up into your reality, like maybe a collection comes in that you you, you don't you didn't even remember that you let this go. Right. Just comes in from out of nowhere. And you can stop. And at this point, you can get upset. You could react to that event or you could say, "Okay, theater of past manifestations. I created this. Whatever, it's going to resolve itself, or you can pay it. I mean, you know, it, at this point, you're at the point where you're not, you're, when you're setting up your abundant mindset, there's always more than enough money. There's always more than enough opportunity. There's always more than enough, um, resources at your disposal. And that's how you're going to start thinking about things. So then when things pop up into your reality, even from previous thought processes, would you say it's better to deal with the issue right away before? Yes, exactly. So like, even for me, like I'll have things pop up from my past and you know, it's like, I'll just, I'll just pay it. It's it's no big deal. If I feel like it's an error, you know, then I'll be like, it's going to resolve in my favor. I'm not even going to worry about it. You know, so I still deal with my reality because I'm buying into this reality. I'm part of it, but I'm not letting it create a negative emotional attachment to it. I'm not, you know, if all of a sudden, like I had uh, something happen with one of my kids where I thought that my insurance was going to cover it, ends up my insurance is not going to cover it. It was going to be like $2,000 out of my pocket for something that I thought insurance would cover. So I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to deal with it, right? And I'm going to put in a claim and do the whole process. But I'm already assuming that it's going to resolve in my favor. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to stress about it. You know, I'm I'm going to assume that anything because it's in my opinion, it's an error. So, you know, it's going to resolve in my favor because that's how I want my reality where things resolve in my favor, regardless of how they appear in my reality. So I mean, I kind of went over like <laughs> everything about this abundant mindset. It starts with your beliefs. It starts with how you believe things are supposed to show up. Now, part of that is worth. You know, there are stories, and I'm sure you've heard them. There's stories out there about people who win the lottery. Okay. They were previously very, very poor. They win the lottery. They become millionaires overnight. 
and like within a year's time, they're broke again. It's because even though they got that windfall, they didn't have a mindset to sustain it. And then in the converse, there's stories about people who are rich, you know, who have a wealth mindset, an abundant mindset. They lose their money and then within a year, they are able to regain and then exceed whatever wealth they had previously to losing it. It's because that regardless of what happens, they still have a wealth mindset and them losing their money is not something against who they are. They don't take it personally. They don't, they don't look at it. It's like, Oh, a a path in their journey. And then they go about building their wealth up again in the same way that people who win the lottery go about becoming poor again, you know? So a wealth mindset, an abundance mindset, a mindset um, in, that enables you to make money or attract money is something that starts with the belief that you deserve it, that you des- deserve to be wealthy. You deserve to have more than enough. You deserve to have what you want. You deserve to live in the type of house that you want to live in. You deserve to drive the type of car. I, I would say that one of the top reasons why people don't have what, what they want is they don't believe that they deserve it. There's even the most self-confident people, there is something sometimes within them that blocks and resists being wealthy. And even if like, I so I'm the type of person where I have always struggled at a job. I don't uh, particularly like authority. I think I know it all, right? So, so when I when I would work for other people, you know, each time I would start off thinking, this is going to be different. This is going to be great. You know, um, I'm going to, I'm just going to wow everybody with with my wit and wisdom, and I'm going to excel in in this in this job function, right? And without fail, you know, it didn't happen. But that's because it wasn't really my path. I really didn't want to work for anybody. I wanted to be self-employed. I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to have outlets for my creativity. And I was trying to put myself in situations where I couldn't be creative or wouldn't allow for creativity. When you work for like corporate America, you have to fit that mold. So, you know, I wasted a lot of time just trying to do things that I thought I was supposed to do. I'm supposed to go to college. I'm supposed to get a job and do this. And I spent a lot of time fighting my creative urges. So sometimes people don't pursue wealth and abundance and don't pursue money because they think they're supposed to fit in a certain mold. When you're creating your own reality, you are creating the rules. If you want to make money from your art, if you want to make money from your passions, if you want to be a singer, you want to be an actor, whatever it is, these are things that you should actively pursue because you end up wasting time doing things that you don't want to do. That goes against your money. That that says you're, you, you aren't valuable to yourself. You're not valuable enough to pursue the things that you really want to do. And that, that'll go against your abundance and that'll go against your money as well because it shows that you don't, you don't feel that you deserve to have the life that you want to have. So there's a, I mean, there's like tweaks that you have to think, things that you have to unlearn about, about money and about abundance and about what living really is. So, you know, a lot of times I, when I work with people, on becoming more abundant or attracting money, I really try to work on people finding what makes them feel free. Because to me, isn't abundance, money, wealth is really about seeking freedom, about being able to do what you want to do. And a lot of times we use money, I mean, all the time we use money as that exchange system. You know, we exchange money for our freedom, for our ability to be able to go on vacation, for our ability to be able to live in the type of house and neighborhood, you know, for our ability to express ourselves. When you're caught up 
in the rat race, so to speak, and you have to go to work for survival reasons because you got, I mean, we all have to survive. We all have to pay our mortgage, pay our rent. We have to pay our bills, you know, but it takes away from the experience of life. And the other thing that I realized when I was working is I'm spending the best part of the day inside a building. And I'm, I'm a person who likes to be outdoors. You know, I'm spending it inside of a building. I'm spending it away from my family, my family, you know, my children, they're important to me. I'm spending it doing things that are boring to me. You know, and you just realize I'm not free. I'm bound. I'm bound to this paycheck because I'm trading my energy, my life energy and my creativity for a measly paycheck. And what's my quality of life like? So being able to step away from that thought process and then having the belief that you deserve to live the life that you want and that you can go out and make money doing what you love. That's that's a pretty big leap. But if you are creating your own reality, you have to be optimistic and you have to take that jump. You have to take that jump. Now, some people like working for other people. Some people have great jobs. They make great money. And you know what? If that's <laughs> if that is where you're at, that's great, too. I mean, you know, some people are moved to the top and, and they have very good lives there. So I'm definitely not coming against that. But a lot of people that I talk to, because one of what my specialty, my coaching specialty is, is turning your creative, your creative outlets into ways to make you make money. A lot of people feel trapped in those types of circumstances and they want out. So if you you have to have faith and believe that people want what you have to offer. We all have gifts. Nobody is here that doesn't have some sort of gift. Nobody's on this planet that doesn't have some sort of gift. Um, you kind of just have to decide and choose what that's going to be. Um, you know, I meet a lot of people who have things that they want to do so badly, but they just, for whatever reason, again, we got self-worth issues, right? For whatever reason, they just don't have enough confidence in their ability to take their gift and present it in a way to the world. And and what I've learned, if anything, and particularly in this time that we live today, is that there is a market for absolutely everything. I mean, I've seen people sell rocks, people sell, you know, all kinds of things to other people and and people buy them. There's just about a market for anything and everything. And there's a market for every type of talent, skill. You know, there's a there's a market for people who can't sing. There's a market for, you know, it's, we are in such a great time for people to just try it. I mean, even I watch YouTube. I'm amazed at some of the things that pass for entertainment on YouTube. So it's so but people and then you look at the views and it's like seven million views and you're like, OK, so seven million people watch this. And this person, you know, was able to monetize and make money off of that. So we're in a great time for people to just go out on a limb and take risks. So you say there's a gap to our beliefs to be seen by people. Yeah, I, I definitely think. But you kind of have to. Yeah, that's well, that's good. That kind of brings me to the next point, which is you have to totally not care what anybody else thinks, and you can't be doing it for people's like recognition. And you have to do it for yourself because at the end of the day, you live for other people, and then you find out other people were not even thinking about you, and you find out that you've done all this. Okay, I um went to school, I did this type of job, I lived this type of life for what? You know, if you're doing it for your parents or what have you, eventually, you know, I mean, the truth is, is that we all are headed towards death anyway, and our parents most likely before us. You know, I think most parents hope for their children is that they find a way to be free and successful. And then if it's for other people like friends and, you know, they don't count either. I mean, it's <laughs> so I, I subscribe to the concept that everyone is yourself pushed out, which means that 
people in your reality are really responding to how you think about them and what you think about them. So I, when I, with that type of philosophy, uh, people in my reality, they, they love me. If I encounter people who don't love me, then my intention becomes, uh, this person will be my friend. This pe- this person will accept me. This person will like me. And then if they don't, you know, I created it. So I don't care. It doesn't bother me. It's like, you know, except like I said, I had this situation recently with my own family and I, and it hit me because I thought I had dealt with it and I kind of had to take a step back and, and, you know, reteach myself what I think again, because, you know, things shock you sometimes, but you really have to throw out the idea of what anybody else thinks about what you're doing, um, because they don't really matter, unfortunately. I mean, yeah, when we're talking about people who are going to buy your products, if you already have the belief and the assumption that people value what you do, they value the service that you offer, or they value the product that you offer, you know, I, I don't, I have a, 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 a website where I sell products. I sell t-shirts and I sell, uh, perfume and I sell other little things, you know, and it's a, a niche website. So it is for a certain type of person who's interested in the theme of my website. Now, it's not for everybody. I mean, somebody, um, I might share my website with people and they'll look at it and be like, oh, that's really cute, but not buy anything because they have no interest in it. And that's okay. I know that there's at least, you know, a thousand to 10,000 people that are interested in it and they're the ones who are going to come and buy from me. So my job is to make sure that I get my website in front of their eyes as opposed to the person like, so, so I say I sell perfume. He's like my own mother. Yeah, that's what ads are for. Exactly. My own mother, she hates perfume. She hates anything scented. So she has no business on my website. She's not, she's not going anywhere near it because she doesn't want anything with fragrance. But there's other people that do, you know, and that's who I, that's who I seek out. And even in my relationships and in my, my friendships, you know, I seek out people, um, who want to talk about the law of attraction. I seek out people who are interested in history and, you know, other things that I'm interested. The worst thing is to talk to somebody who's like, who likes sports and you're trying to talk to them about, you know, ancient history. They have no, they, they don't care about that, you know, and I wouldn't torture them with it. So, so I mean, there's a place and there's people for everything. I mean, there's seven, what, seven billion people in this world. I mean, there's there there are people that are going to accept you. There are people that are going to buy from you. There is a place for you. There's a place for me. And, you know, like I said, we live in a great time where there's all this connectivity. You know, I, I can talk to somebody from India. I can talk to somebody from South Africa. I can talk to somebody from Australia just in seconds. You know, if you think about it, it's like 40 years ago, that wasn't even possible. I mean, not not the way it is now, not with the personal and the, you know, the um, intimacy that people can talk now. It's, so it's t- money making. I mean, the sky's the limit. And the other part of this about changing your beliefs or altering your beliefs is that it's just going to get better. You know, I mean, a lot of people, there's if you watch the news, if you if you watch apocalyptic movies, it's like doom and gloom. But the truth is, is that society, culture, the world is leaning towards advancement, positive advancement, more interconnectedness, more opportunities for growth. So if you have an expansive mindset where anything can happen, anything is possible, I mean, the universe is ex- expanding you know there's always this debate whether the universe is expanding or contracting well i think it's expanding but i you know but who cares i mean the point is we we are creating this for this journey for this experience and you know it's best to make the best out of it particularly if you've been like me at some point where you um i spent a lot of time living for what i thought other people thought the way that other people thought that I should live. And I feel like I wasted maybe 10 or 15 years 
in that misery before I figured out how things really work. I'm so much happier now because now I'm living for me and now I'm making decisions and my life is so much better because it's based off of what I want to do and how how I want to do it. And I'm much happier that way. And I think building abundance or creating an abundant mindset in order to attract more money into your life, you have to see it, like I said, in a circle. You have to see it as something that's renewable, something that's going to change. The things that you're into now, the things that you are going to make money from. I mean, so I mean, I'm a planner. Don't get me wrong. You know, I have uh, investments and retirement and I have a plan for my life and my kids. So that is the goal because that is the type of world that we are all jointly a part of. So, yes, I have those things set up, but I feel like when I'm 60 or when I'm 70, you know, I don't know what I'm going to be into, but I want to have options and I want to have choices and I want to make sure that I, I, while I'm healthy and youthful right now, I'm creating that abundant stream, that abundant mindset so that when I'm older, I can enjoy it and I can, I can live off of that. So, but it's part of being open-minded, you know, and, and going from being, okay, I've got it together. Um, I attract money. I attract opportunities. I attract good people in my life. You know, uh, people want to buy from me, all these different things to, you know, regardless of what happens, I'm going to be okay. Regardless of what happens, my, my family's going to be okay. That's also like a general belief that I have, you know, even when in this pandemic and everything, um, you know, I've always had the thought my family is going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. My people around me are going to be okay. At the end of the day, things are going to improve. Things are going to get better. There's going to be some sort of benefit or blessing from all of this, you know, that we don't see. And I've always had that thought and I always try to maintain that thought and operate from that thought because there are some people that I know operate from the converse and there are people that I know that haven't even stepped out of their houses in six, seven months, even though, you know, it's, it's allowable to do so now. They haven't because they're trapped by their own fear of what happens if they should leave the house, what happens if they should interact with other people. Now, that's, you're not getting that time back. You know, you're not getting that, you're not getting that experience back, you know? So you, you, in a universal sense, being just open-minded to the fact that you got this, your life is good. You're going to have a good life. That is just a given. Even if you have challenges and you have things pop up in your reality, you're going to overcome them. And it's, the more that you start to believe that, the more that you start to embrace that, the more that's reflected. Whatever you you focus on grows. If you focus on that abundance, if you focus on that um, thought that everything is going to be okay, regardless of what happens, that's what your reality is always going to reflect. Even when, like I said, negative things happen, it's still going to reflect back to you that it's all, it's going to be okay. And I believe me, I have challenges. <laughs> I have things that are not, you know, optimal in my reality. And I deal with them the same way that I deal with anything else. In fact, manifest manifestation and the law of attraction has made some of the challenges that I have in my reality better. And it's made my perception of them better. You know, so just being able to have that free thought and then understanding where everything falls in line in between that, yeah, you know, that's that's what improves things. So when I when I talk about money, when I talk about and I say money talks to me, um, that was just provocative. Money doesn't talk to me. <laughs> but you know, when I say these things, I'm saying it in the sense of I changed my relationship to money. I stopped thinking that. Um, before my money started to improve, my financial situation started to improve, I had to lie to myself and tell myself that I was better off than I was. 
that I was rich, that I was wealthy, that I was, um, you know. Now, as some of the things I based on the fact that I do, you know, I'm smart and I make good decisions. These were things that I, I had no doubt about. You know, these are things that even though I was financially not where I wanted to be, I had a belief in myself that I'm smart. I, you know, I can, I can do whatever I put my mind to work, work, work until I can make that bridge to, uh, you know, I attract good things. I attract money. I attract opportunities and I leave it open ended. You know, I, I say that money flows to me from all different types of streams, you know, so my abundance doesn't necessarily come from my businesses or my jobs. You know, sometimes it comes in the form of gifts from people. Sometimes it comes in the form of surprise, you know, deposits and I have no idea where they come from or, you know, errors or things that, oh, we we resolved a balance in your favor, type, like the Monopoly. <laughs> I always think of the Monopoly square, you know, a windfall in your favor. You know, sometimes things just happen like that. And you're like, wow, that's awesome. I'll take it. Thank you. I deserve it. Thanks. Cool. Whatever. And it, it's funny how when you leave it kind of open ended like that, I mean, you can have like a goal to be a millionaire or a billionaire or what have you, or, you know, to have a certain amount of money liquid and everything like you can have that goal if that makes you feel better. But overall, what is that feeling? It's the feeling of security, right? Money makes people feel more secure. If you have a certain number in your bank account, that makes you, that gives you this certain level of confidence. So if it feels better to say, I have $500,000 in, you know, savings in, in various bank accounts and investments, if that feels better to see that number, if it makes you feel more secure, then you should go after that, you know, because ultimately you got to do what makes you feel the way that you need to feel in order to live your life. But I, I like to keep it a little open ended because then, like I said, it allows for magical things. It allows for, you know, being able to like, you know, go play bingo or play the lotto and win some money because I attract money from different streams, from different, um, you know, in all different forms. Um, you know, sometimes, like I said, people just give me gifts of money or what have you, or I'll find, um, opportunities, grants and, you know, different programs that add to, you know, things that I don't have to pay back. You know, there's things like that that just turn up in my reality as well. And it's, it's nice. And it's a, and it's, it, it makes me feel more secure in my reality, knowing that I can attract those things. So it's all in how you look at it. I don't think that there's, you said yet, yet money is a general shared percentage. I agree with that. Like, you know, I mean, if somebody wanted to trade me, you know, a cow or something for my services. Yeah, no, nah, that's, well, I might want the cow though. I might want just because I might want the cow. But, but you know. Sometimes it's all in how you think about things, you know, but I, I, I agree with you. I'd rather have the money. I like to keep um, it does make me feel more secure. But part of getting to that security is being able to have that feeling without the money. See, once you feel secure in your presence or secure in your ability to generate your income, then it's going to come to you because you already have that feeling. That's the feeling you're trying to create by having more money. I mean, because let's just think about it. I mean, I don't know what your your financial state is right now, but let's assume because we're going to assume positive things. Let's assume you're doing really well in life. Right. And it's nice when you're doing really well to be able to go to the mall, go to the store and just not care about what you have, what, you know, just pick stuff off the shelf and not care when you get to the checkout or when you get to the your cashier, you don't care what the cost is going to be. You're just picking up things that you, okay, I want this, I want this, I want this. And you know, when you, if you give her your debit card or whatever, they're not going to, it's not going to be declined, you know, and you just, you just know that because you know that you have money in the bank. There's a certain level of security that comes with being able to do that. But the key 
to bringing in more money and more abundance is to already have that security. And so if you're not familiar with that, you have to trick yourself into having that security. You have to trick yourself with little ways and how you think about things and also practicing things like, you know, like I knew this was working when I start, I did start doing small amounts of money. I'd be like, okay, this week, you know, my goal is to attract a hundred dollar bill. This week, my goal is to attract a thousand dollars. This week, my goal is, you know, and the best times or the best things when I laid out the goal, created the desire, right? And then it just appeared. And then, you know, like I, I said in a previous podcast, I would laugh to myself because I couldn't tell anybody because I think it's best when you don't tell people because when you tell people, they're like, if you don't manifest it, they kind of laugh at you. So I don't tell anybody, but <laughs> you know, it's, but I just chuckled to myself. I manifested a hundred bucks. I manifested a thousand bucks. But when you start practicing those smaller things, then you can start, you're starting to build that security level. You're starting to build that, that faith in yourself that, okay, this is what I am going to attract. This is, this is my new way of thinking about the world. This is my new way of thinking about my own reality. So it's, you know, it's, it is a trip at first until it's comfortable. It's practice, just like anything else. You got to train your brain to be abundant. You got to train it to accept that you deserve abundance, that it's yours, that it's your right as a, a creative being in this 3D reality for you to have what you want. Um, and a lot of times people don't, I, I know a lot of people who only, only feel that way, like, when they're doing charity or when they are, um, you know, in, in certain aspects of their life, they only feel comfortable um, letting their mind stretch like that in, in certain pockets of their life. And, and most of the times we're taught that it's kind of, it's kind of selfish. It's kind of um, uh, materialistic, but we live in a material universe. So, what are we supposed to do, right? <laughs> I mean, if, if we need certain things, if we need to exchange certain things, I'd rather be on the upper end of that exchange than on the lower end of that exchange. And I've been been both, you know, and I, I fond, well, not fondly, but I remember days of, you know, ha- having to get my jar of pennies out and my jar of, you know, uh, change out in order to be able to buy, um, you know, dinner for my kids or what have you, that is not a comfortable feeling. <laughs> I much, I don't want that feeling. I'll pass on that feeling. You know, I'd much rather have the feeling of just being able to, hey, kids, let's go, let's go out to dinner. You know, let's, who cares? And I have, I have quite a many, I've got five kids, so they cost a lot when we go out to eat. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, I, who wants to feel in lack? Who wants to feel in shortage? I'd much rather, I'd much rather be on the other end of that stick. Yeah. You said, yeah, being cheap reasonably for other more important stuff is better. Well, see, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I wouldn't consider myself being cheap. Like I wouldn't, um, I would not even have that to describe myself, right? Because it has a negative connotation to it, right? And I think it brings down your manifestations. Frugal, I guess that's better. But but don't you find, though, when you have more resources, let's say, you tend to be more frugal because part of, like, lack mentality, I find, is people in lack mentality tend to buy junk to make themselves feel better. Like, I don't know if you've ever noticed or ever watched like the hoarding TV shows or whatever, and you have these people and and they're suffering from mental illness. So, you know, there's, there's a lot with that, but if you notice overall, a lot of them, they'll go and they'll shop at the, the Goodwill and they'll shop at thrift stores and stuff. And they will just buy stuff because it makes in buying the stuff, it makes them feel more secure. And then they end up, hoarding it and that all that the that material stuff in the house it actually makes them feel more secure but you know they a lot of times they can't even afford it they're just buying it because it's it's so cheap to buy and they can and it just makes them feel better 
But when you have more resources at your disposal, you tend to be a little bit wiser about how you're spending your money because you're not dealing with that psychological lack issue of having to need material goods to make yourself feel more secure. So I think it all builds on one another. Your mind, you you change. There is a, well, I'm dating myself. I'm not even going to bring that song up. But, um, well, okay. There's a song by, uh, oh gosh, he was a football player. He's a, he's a, oh, I can't think of his name, but he has a song. He's, he turned into a rapper briefly and then he went back to playing football. But, um, he had a song, Must Be the Money. And at the end of the song, he says, money's going to change everything about me. It's going to change my, my library cards and the credit cards. It's going to change. And it's, but he says all this funny stuff about how his life changes, but that's the truth. And it should because you're operating from a different perspective now. Instead of, you know, using material goods and things to to make you feel better, you're using them to support your other goals and your other desires. You know, if you want to if you want to have a restaurant, you're going to need money to create that restaurant. But if you have an abundant mindset, your abundant mindset is going to lead you possibly to investors, possibly to other people who want to do things with you, possibly to money, sources of money and everything. It's going to lead you to the things that help you bring that about. And it, and it won't just be about how much money you have to contribute to it. It's going to change your whole way of thinking about things when you have that money available to you, as opposed to if you have a lack mindset where you're thinking that you've got to save and scrounge up that investment money for your restaurant all yourself, you know, different ways of thinking when you have an abundant mindset and you look at your resources as a renewable, a renewable thing for you. And that there's always more than enough. There's always a more than enough, more than enough time, money, resources, what have you. You leave that door open. You invite all sorts of things. You invite people to just call you up and say, Hey, I heard you're doing X, Y, and Z, and I want to do that too. And I, I, you know, I don't have any creativity to add to it, but I do have $50,000 to add to it. Like that's, that's the type of opportunity if you're open minded. Things just fall into place the way that they need to so that you can have what you want. And that's the beautiful thing of it. That's the beautiful thing about changing your mindset to allow for that openness, for, to allow for that, you know, deluge of, of, uh, resources to fall to you, to, to, to come to you, you know, and it's all, I really believe your, your mindset and how you react to things is key. And we have seen it in my own life. If I was to give out some suggestions, I mean, my biggest one would be to just start small with manifesting small things or having intentions for small things to build up your confidence. After that, um, I really also believe you kind of come up with your own way of thinking about it, how you're going to live, how you're going to see the world. I mean, I, I've read enough books and I've, you know, listened to enough lectures and teachings of different people. You know, I would definitely say my perspective is a combination of at least six or seven different law of attraction, um, manifestation, coaches, writers, and teachers. And I've come up, some things work for me, some things don't work for me. Um, you know, sometimes like writing down your goals, writing down your intentions. When I first started, that worked very well for me. And it gave me the confidence to make me feel more secure in my ability to be able to do it by being able to go and look at what I had intended and then what it manifest. So that was helpful. I don't do that so much now. Because I really try to keep everything in my mind. I try to keep everything like I'm really moving to the point where I'm thinking of things. The desire comes up in my, you know, in my soul, in my spirit, the thing that I want. And then I start, you know, changing how I think about a thing or how I how I'd like to see it. And I start visualizing the end result, what that's going to look like. So I'm really trying to move away from using things 
like, you know, things like scripting and things like um, vision boards and those things, because I, you know, the better that you get at this, the more, the more control of your thoughts and emotions you get, the more than you don't, all you need to do is think about it really. And that's, that's the best place to be. Sometimes I do have to go back to the drawing board though. And I have to like, like recently I was, I started, you know, doing the post-it note thing because, you know, sometimes you just have to go back and remind yourself because we're human and we have habits and we still are, you know, working in this reality where, you know, it's easy to get distracted from what you want from your own reality and into you know, what's going on in the world and what's going on in Hollywood and what's going on with people in your community, whatever. So sometimes I have to go back to those old techniques and do them again. But definitely the more that you practice it, you'll get your own, you know, you'll get your own idea of what's going to work for you, whether it's going to be writing a list, you know, scripting it out, writing out scenarios. Um, visualization is always key. Everything that I'm, I manifest, I do visualize, uh, and I visualize it as I'm going through my day. So like, um, if I come up with a business idea, I will visualize what I think the end result should be. Like, for example, um, I'm trying to think, I'm like, what's my, my, um, the latest business idea I was thinking of? Um, but see, I come up, I have to write this stuff down because I forget. Like sometimes I'll have a dream and then I'll have to write it down and I'll forget what the, uh, what the idea. Oh, my, okay. My latest one is I was thinking about targeting my coaching to a particular group. So I was thinking about like doing something for single mothers, um, because the, you know, motivation and, and depression, all these things that people, single mothers deal with. So I was thinking about creating a, a coaching stream just for single mothers. And I was thinking about having a website that's just targeted for that and targeted self-study courses, right? So then I visualize what my end result for that project would be like. And that end result, like I might see myself at some sort of seminar or event gathering with the people that I have, um, gathered from the coaching you know having like some sort or going on a cruise and we're all talking and we're and we're talking about what works to help single mothers manifest their reality and create new realities but i'll visualize that end result i'll see myself on the cruise ship in the you know in the cruise hall you know and i'll i'll imagine the the salty air and i'll imagine the women that'll be there because it's geared towards women right um, and I'll imagine what I'll be saying if I'm standing up and I'm talking in front of a group of women. I'll imagine what I'll be saying to these ladies. And so I'll visualize that end result. And then, you know, then I'll start to get ideas about how to get from point A to point B. And then in my path of getting from point A, well, let's say point A to point Z, you know, I might meet other coaches who target mothers, single mothers. I might meet other people who've already got the structure of, you know, conference cruises set up, like I'll, some I'll have a chance meeting or somebody will say, hey, can you, I have somebody I want you to talk to who does this sort of thing. And then maybe I'll even get a client who's a single mom and I'll be, and then I'll, you know, I'll use her as my test case for the material that I want to share with other single moms. So like, it'll go, like I, I do a quite a bit of planning, but a lot of it's the whole scenario will start off visualized in my head first. And then it'll start to present itself in my reality. That's where I am because that's how thing, I allow for things to unfold like that for me. But if you're not used to thinking like that and doing things like that, then you have to trick yourself to get to that point until you feel comfortable enough that what you imagine could happen can happen. So thanks. I think, I think that's pretty much it. I think that's pretty good. Um, talking about money, <laughs> manifesting money, manifesting abundance. Um, so this, I'm Nicole. This has been Live Love Lux Live. If you want to hear any of my old podcasts, I have, I think I have a couple on manifesting money and I go more into techniques. Um, you can go to livelovelux.com. 
and I'm on Podbean, obviously. So my, um, the, my, all my podcasts are up there. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'm on, on pretty much all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, my favorite, I always say Tumblr. Actually, Tumblr is my favorite, but <laughs> so I'm, I'm on there and you can shoot me questions. I answer questions, not doing so much coaching because like I said, I'm shifting, so, but um, I do answer questions. I do talk to people if you have questions about law of attraction and manifesting and anything pretty much um, I'm open. So thank you. What's my Instagram account? Live Love Lux. So, um, and that's, that's where pretty much where I am on most. If you look up Live Love Lux, I'm it's me. So, but yeah, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. So feel free to uh, uh, talk to me. I follow, follow back. So thank you for joining me. I'm going to be back on Wednesday and Friday. So that's my schedule Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 o'clock. And I think Wednesday I'll go back to probably talking about, well, I mean, it depends on what people want to hear about, but 